0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another bonus podcast. We actually happen to be in mission today for Mm. our first ever mission podcast. In the basement. Down in the middle school higher ground room where they meet on Sundays during the church service. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting for us today. And it's just Crystal and myself. And I think we've introduced ourselves many, many times. But Crystal is the pastor of women. Say hi, Crystal. Hello. And I am a pastor of CARE at Northview and so we're excited to do this podcast for you today. Uh, but before we do that, Crystal has some updates
1: for us. Yeah, last week it was really fun. We sat, I invited all the people who have been doing teaching in our women's ministry over the last year. Um, there's about eight or nine different people. We invited them to come down on Thursday morning and just kind of brainstorm about next year. And mm-hmm. I wasn't sure... As we started whether it was gonna actually get anywhere, or whether we we're gonna to have to have two or three meetings or how it was gonna go. But people came prayerfully and having prepared ideas and by the end of the morning we kinda of had a plan for what's gonna happen from September to May of next year in terms of the different teaching and different locations and women's conference and wow, startup events and all kinds of different things. So that will all be on our website soon. I'm not gonna give all the details out here right now, but it was just encouraging to yes. have that. Um, kind of underway so that now over summer is a great time for us to be able to just spend in-depth time planning and prepping because on a regular week we are called into meetings all the time yeah. and it's just hard to get a focused, concentrated two or three hours to work on something mm-hmm. so that's what I love about summer is having that time to be able to do that yeah me so, too yeah we will kick off our women's ministry just so you can put this on the calendar Monday, September 14th, at the Mission Campus here in, okay. this, in the main sanctuary. We're going to have an event, a teaching and worship, and uh, just a time together as women from both campuses um, to get excited about the year ahead. So, what time? Uh, I think we're going to, depending on whether we do supper or not, around 6, 6 till 9. So it might be a bit earlier if we have supper in there. Okay. We'll yeah.
0: Now, that's always a question for me. Crystal always says supper. I always say dinner. I'd be very <laughs> curious to hear what you all say. Dinner is very confusing
1: because <laughs> it could be lunch.
0: Only if you live on the prairies. (laughs) Maybe that's why. Bob's from the prairies. That's probably why we get confused. Dinner is lunch on the
1: prairies. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, we were going to do another update. What was it? Oh, I know. uh, You and I are doing a mini women's leadership conference. Is that what you want to call it? In Whistler Mm -hmm. with Whistler Community Church. Yeah. Tell them a little bit
1: about that. Yeah, we're just excited about that. Stephanie Pazook, uh, who was at Northview for the last couple of years, is now there with her husband, John, who's the lead pastor. And so she just asked if we'd be willing to come up and just kind of be an outside voice speaking into some of the women's ministry stuff that's there. They haven't. Officially started any kind of program. They have a prayer ministry going, but that's yeah. about it. Uh, no official Bible studies, from what I understand. No, uh, not for women. Mm-hmm. So she just wanted us to kind of come up and wet people's appetite and get yeah. them thinking about what it could look like. And so that'll be fun. I know. Yeah. So we're going to do that on Thursday, June 18th in the evening. So we're looking forward to that whole new crowd of people. I know. Yeah, I
0: know. And I've convinced Crystal that we have to stay overnight in Whistler. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard. To convince I know. Me. Yeah. It'll <laughs> be good. Okay, so let's move on to the topic today. This is a topic that I think many people will want to listen to. How do you honor your father and mother when they are dishonorable? Hmm. We have a lot of people coming in to yeah, meet with us question. about this topic. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to talk through today. We're going to talk through the scripture. We're going to talk through what is a dishonorable parent. We're going to talk about what are some practical ideas for honoring dishonorable parents We're going to talk about forgiveness, and then we're going to pray at the end. And Mm -hmm. always, we invite you to call us, email us, or meet with us, because, of course, this is only a half-hour podcast. Mm -hmm. There is no way we would be able to talk through all of the in-depth scenarios that you might have in your own particular life. We're giving generalities. So, yes, but, yeah. very general. We're not going to name names. We're not talking about specific families. We're just talking about overall ideas and principles. So you might want to come in and talk about your own specific scenario.
1: Yeah, what we kind of want to do is awaken that idea that there mm-hmm. may be options in terms of action. Because oftentimes yeah. we'll go to prayer, which is great. Yes. We want to pray for the situation. But there yeah. might actually be things we can implement Um, to resolve some of the situations or just at least make them manageable. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to talk about mostly today. And we also
0: realized that um, we couldn't invite any guests on this podcast. (laughs) That
1: would be a bit of a giveaway.
0: (laughs) Because then those guests would be admitting that they have dishonorable parents. Yeah. Of which there happen to be a lot at Northview or there are people at Northview that have dishonorable parents that don't attend our church. Mm -hmm. So just so you know, if you have dishonorable parents, you are one of many at Northview and you are very welcome here. Yes, that you are not alone.
1: So So who's our audience, Crystal? Who are we speaking to today? Yeah, we wanted to talk to like our general audience for a podcast is people from our church and we're thinking in our minds that we're speaking towards people who are Christians who want to honor God's word they just don't quite know how to do it yes and our audience in mind as we're talking through these things is people who are you know over 18 that aren't living at home anymore that have a little bit of physical distance maybe from Mm -hmm. their family but they still want to figure out a way um, to interact in a way uh, that is honoring to scripture and to what God calls us to, so that's who we have in mind. It can be people from 18 years old up to 80. We can have 60-year-olds who yeah. have parents that are just driving them crazy. Yeah. So it's not a thing limited to any certain age group. No. We're not talking specifically to teens because often teens are in situations where they are dependent upon their parents, even if their parents are dishonorable. And at some yeah. point, they may find ways to get out. And sometimes, if it is a really bad situation, social services or other yeah. organizations. Organizations will have to step in and yes. get them out because we don't want teens to be unsafe. No. But often it's just really big dysfunction. Yeah. And teens have to somehow figure out how to muddle through that until they can kind of get on their own, make their own place, yeah. create their own dynamic in their own family, and then work through how that'll look as an adult. So. Yeah.
0: Because we know that kids and teens are dependent on their parents for food and shelter. They can't drive and they can't earn their own money not enough to support themselves and so they literally just have to cope day to day often yeah Yeah. and then when they leave home then they have the choice of how to honor or not their parents
1: yeah it's very tough situation yeah Mm -hmm. so we'll talk through some of that what's some of the scriptural guidance that you think is important Thalia yeah um, to kind
0: of have in mind well, since we are speaking to Christians who want to honor God's Word, I started with 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17 that says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God, so that's all of us, men and women of God, may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so we want to honor Scripture as God's Word and use that as our absolute foundation for everything that we do. We also know that we want to obey God. And John 14, verse 15, it says, If you love me, you will obey my commandments. That's Jesus speaking. And so we want to honor his commandments. And one of them is honor your father and mother very clearly in the Ten Commandments
1: Old Testament. And it's not just the Old Testament. It comes up again in the New. So we've just been studying the book of Ephesians the last few weeks. And Ephesians uh, 6, 2 basically references back to that Old Testament it says within this new covenant Mm -hmm. still under christ and emulating christ and in the lord uh we need to honor our father and mother that it may go well with you that you may live long in the land which is the the quote from ephesians 6 that's right so it's not just an old testament idea no (laughs) It's, it's something that is carried throughout um so it's easier if you have honorable parents of course yeah that's great
0: if you have honorable parents but then don't tune out of this podcast because you may have friends, neighbors, extended exactly. family members who have dishonorable parents. And this is, could be very helpful for you. For you to help give them advice. Yep. And then when you get married, you also have potentially dishonorable parents in law because you marry into a family and now you gain a new set of parents. Mm-hmm. So that can make it doubly hard or quadruply if they're all divorced. <laughs> <laughs> all for them. Yeah, yeah that's I know. Scary.
1: That happens these days. I know. Yeah, I know several people, I can mm-hmm. come exactly to my mind, who have, yeah, you know, all all sides. Yes. They're kind of on their own, swimming, trying to make it through, but they don't have any adult help, really, no. in their marriage or with their kids or anything.
0: And then how do you navigate that? Yeah. When your parents are divorced and maybe your spouse's parents are divorced, and then there might be ex-spouses and remarried people, and you're trying to honor all of them with their unique
1: personalities and situations, yeah. it's very tough. Yeah, and not make yourself go crazy in the process. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So when you talk about dishonorable parents, we'll maybe list a few things mm-hmm. of, you know, kind of categories or examples so that you know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, an easy one or one that comes to mind is parents that abuse their kids. Yes. So physical abuse, sexual abuse. Yeah. Um, maybe parents that are addicted to alcohol or drugs and they're yes. just completely um, unreliable. Absolutely. Yeah. And we even have some parents that grow or distribute drugs or are in
0: prison and they haven't said sorry for what they've done. Yeah. So, that 's not outside the realm of possibility,
1: no um, parents that are sinning sexually, so mm-hmm. people who may be single but they 're finding multiple partners that they want to be with, they may yeah. be living with somebody else, yeah, they might be addicted to pornography and just kind of uh-huh. within that world, yeah, yeah, we also yeah. have parents that in public, are cheerful, kind,
0: positive, <laughs> everyone thinks they 're such great people, but behind the scenes they 're unkind, mean. Manipulative, demanding, and that could be on the phone or by email or text or Facebook or whatever. And that's very
1: difficult. Having all kinds of expectations on you that you feel kind of stifled or just aren't sure what to do with. Yes. Yeah. My parents can clearly favor one child over another. Mm -hmm. They might help out one child more financially or Mm -hmm. let them stay in their house or take care of needs in different ways, babysit one kid more, you know, for one kid more than another. So that favoritism.
0: Favoritism is a big deal, and it's very dishonorable because it really hurts the kids, whether they're younger or older. Yeah. What about parents that are offended easily, hold grudges, continually bring these hurt and offenses up time and time again, and you feel like you can never get out from (laughs) under this cloud of how you've hurt and offended your parents? Mm
1: -hmm. If you've forgotten a birthday or if you just didn't say thank you quite the right way. Yes. you didn't think You haven't visited them, them enough. enough. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's never good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Some parents are so consumed with their own lives that they don't have any room for their children or grandchildren. Yeah. So they're off playing golf all day long mm-hmm. or they're off doing their own thing and they just really have no interest in, yeah. in their kids. They don't come to watch any games. They don't come yeah. to support their baptism, whatever, all those things, right?
0: And we can see this with... Yeah. Non-Christian parents and Christian parents, because some Christian parents get caught up in ministry. Mm-hmm. So they're traveling for ministry, they're very focused on whatever volunteer activity they're doing, and it can look really good on the surface, but to the child, it's very dishonorable because the child has doesn't have parent
1: input in their life. No, and they can start resenting yeah. that ministry or resenting their involvement in other yeah. places.
0: and grandkids yeah. don't get to know their grandparents because the parents are
1: busy with even good things. Yeah
0: or what yeah it is good things it just it looks a little selfish and self focused yeah from the They're point of view of the adult
1: child of, yeah not mm-hmm. aware of those other relationships that are important and then also, some parents are just super needy, mm-hmm. and they want their adult children to be their main support of friendship. They don't want to go out and make their own friends. They're yes. either too scared or too lazy or just mm-hmm. it seems too daunting. They've been used to hanging out with their friend, their kids as they've been growing up at home, yeah. and that's become their whole life. And so they want their adult child to be the one that takes them out for coffee and goes for breakfast. And Yeah. Goes grocery shopping and whatever, does everything with them. Yes. And that can be just stifling too. How do you build your own life if your mom or dad constantly wants you to be their support? Absolutely. So I see this a lot. I see where particularly
0: uh, widowed or, or divorced parents will text their kids constantly or expect their adult kids to visit constantly, are highly disappointed if their adult child doesn't come for dinner or has other plans or doesn't go to you know, drive them to their appointments regularly, there is just that sort of that you can never fill their tank enough. Enough. Yeah, it's never good enough.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of depressing. I know.
0: (laughs) It's a depressing list. (laughs) And we could probably add to this, and probably if you're listening, you might know other things. This Mm -hmm. was just to give you an idea. Of the range. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Because some people listening... Don't even realize that parents can be dishonorable because hopefully they've had honorable parents and they just can't even believe this is happening, especially in our churches. But it's true.
1: Yeah, and sometimes we have this blindness to a certain degree that we think because someone's older than us, they must be more mature or they must be. And so maybe it's a problem with us. Like maybe we're not quite understanding. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. or we just kind of think older people put them on a bit of a pedestal. Yeah, and think well. I don't know. We expect different things. And Especially
0: if they're Christians or they call yeah. themselves Christians. We sort of make this assumption that as you get
1: older, you should get holier. Yeah, and more mature and yeah. more in God's image. And when it doesn't happen, our, no. our minds are kind of blown. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we get confused and we get worried. What yeah. will happen to us? And will we become holier? And maybe we won't because our parents are really going downhill or sideways or they're really off kilter.
1: Yeah. Is so that a sign for it's us? It's very scary. I know. I remember, I might have shared this on a podcast before, but talking to my daughter once at a hockey game and she was saying, Mom, these parents are acting like kids. And I said to her, You know, Jess, at 15, you've maybe hit. Where most, some adults never get beyond that, oh, you know, yeah. and they go to be 45, but really inside they're 15 and oh. they're acting out as 15 year olds because they've never really matured past into that yes. age of responsibility and of accountability and of willing to be, I don't know, have oh. things spoken into your life. And I think sometimes we don't realize that we just expect people that are older are going to be yes. more mature. hmm So, we don't want to leave you on that negative note. We're halfway through. (laughs) so
0: Let's change it to positive. Okay. So, God says to honour our father and mother. What do we do? How do we honour them if they're dishonourable? Let's go back to Scripture. And I'm thinking that we want to be obedient to God. So, we need to act on that obedience even if we don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. So, don't freak out. Hang on. So, (laughs) uh, we may not feel that love and connection and friendship with our parents when they are dishonorable. Instead, we'll feel angry, resentful, ashamed of them, maybe bitter at how they've treated us. So we're not acting on our feelings. We're going to act on our obedience to God. And he says, honor your father and mother, respect them.
1: But how do we do this? So what would be the first step? we would say, Crystal? Well, I think first of all, I think we need to step back a little bit from the situation and recognize that we can't be our parents savior, that we're not required to be um, everything for that person. Yeah. And so we need to take the responsibility off ourselves in terms of being, um, I guess, whatever, the blanket that catches them wherever, yeah. they, wherever they're falling. Mm-hmm. So we can't meet every need that they have. And so we need to release ourselves to that responsibility, yes. I think, mm-hmm. and say that they're an adult, they have decisions, they can choose to be grumpy or happy or lonely yeah. or sad, or to actually, there are clubs, even if they're not Christians, that they can get involved in. They can right. go to play bingo, they can join the Rotary Club. <laughs> yeah. There's all kinds of options that people can do. But they're choosing not to, and they're asking you to fill some of those voids, right? Absolutely. So I think we need to, first of all, release ourselves from being everything. Yes. Because when we feel like we're everything, we, get, we feel like we're stifled and we're going to get suffocated by it. Yes. But if we realize we're just a part of the solution, I think then it's easier for us to say, okay, well, I'll do this part, mm-hmm. but I don't have to do everything. No. And I often go back to scripture and I say, well, God
0: has commanded this. Honor your father and mother. This is not an option. So since he's commanded it, then I can go back to him and rightfully say, Lord, please help me. Mm -hmm. By the power of your Holy Spirit, please help me to honor my parents and help me to know what that looks like. So I figure we can take it back to God and pray. That's prayer, asking him to help us. I will say to people that if at all possible, we need to have some kind of a relationship with our parents. But in some very severe cases it might not be possible to have a relationship. And so if you think this is you, you're welcome to talk with me further so we can assess this. Mm -hmm. But mostly, even if your parent has abused you in the past or is in prison or things that are more severe, it's possible to have some kind of relationship. And I know some of our listeners are freaking out. So I'm not asking you to be buddy-buddy. I'm not asking you to be best friends or even go on holidays together. And we're going to talk now, Crystal and I, about some of the ways you could have a relationship without necessarily being their best friend and their everything, Mm -hmm. like Crystal's talked about. Okay, so let's talk through some possibilities.
1: And these are creative. We can alter these. Yeah. Well, email is an easy way to be in touch with people that's not as personal, right? Yeah. So if you find it difficult or your parent is far away, to try and send regular email updates, maybe with some family pictures, so Mm -hmm. they can kind of see where you're at, different things that you're doing. Yeah, because it shows shows you you care. Yeah, that you want them to be involved in, that you're, yeah, in yeah. your life. Yeah. You can send flowers,
0: you can drop off cookies or other kinds of meals to show that you're honoring them. Mm-hmm. You can meet with them for an hour in a coffee shop, a public, where behavior is monitored, but you don't have to stay there for three or four hours. And, and if it if starts to go sideways,
1: you're welcome to say, okay, I need to leave now, mom. So, which is a good thing to think and keep in mind. Sometimes a neutral meeting place is good yeah. for this kind of thing, right? Because if they're in your house, you can't just get away no. the same way, right? <laughs> if, no. if something goes sideways. Mm-hmm. So, if there is, if you're worried about how something's going to go, a neutral meeting spot is easier to excuse yourself from. Absolutely. Um, I think just even being mindful of how we talk about our parents, mm-hmm. um, we can acknowledge things like to our kids about our gra- about our parents or whatever without insulting or disrespecting them. So we can say honestly, yes, grandma is doing this and it's not what God would say in his word. Absolutely. Um, But we want to love her. We want to show respect. We want to still show that we're interested in her life. And
0: And honoring doesn't mean hiding that. No. So it can be very good training ground when we have, let's say, teenagers to say, yes, grandpa struggles with drinking too much alcohol or grandma struggles with whatever it might be, gambling or something like that. So that's not what God wants of us is it harms the parent it harms the grandparent but we can still speak respectfully about them and say we're going to do it differently in our house we're going to teach you differently but we still want to love grandma and care for her so we're sending her these flowers or we're sending her these email updates or whatever but we can still talk about their sin and struggles Mm -hmm. not
1: hide it not hide it it. sound like it's all okay yeah no um sometimes family dinners too just setting boundaries on how long you'll be there so if you're invited to a christmas dinner just say, yeah, we can be there from 12 to 2 or mm-hmm. whatever, and so show up. Um, it's all easier for all of us if we know, okay, I only have to survive this for two hours if it's, if it's bad. Yes. Um, and just say that ahead of time so people aren't... They might still be offended, but at least you've kind of laid those ground rules. It's not like you're catching them by surprise. No, and you can keep that.
0: I know of families who will say it. We'll show up at 5 for dinner, and we need to leave at 7, and when 7 comes, it's like, thank you for having us. That was really great food that you made or whatever, and then we need to go now. Mm -hmm. And you can do that, and you have spent two hours enjoying your family. Honoring them. Honoring them, respecting them, and then you can leave. You don't have to be there for hours and hours. And if... You are with your parent, your dishonorable parent, and they trap you in a room somewhere to give you the (laughs) The what for, yes. Or, you know, you can say, Mom or Dad, you know, I don't want to be part of this conversation anymore and leave the room. You don't have to put up with a bullying, manipulative, very negative conversation for hours and hours. That is not the way to show love. Loving means sometimes saying respectfully, stop. I want out of this conversation. It's not loving to
1: allow your dishonorable parent to continue sinning. Yeah. What would you say if somebody sent you a big text or left an awful voicemail on the phone?
0: I would say you don't have to respond. You can leave it. You don't have to even read it all the way through. If you can see within the first two lines that this is just a slamming text or email, just let it go and don't respond. Because we teach people how to respond. If you respond right away with your own negative email, well, that's sinful. You can respond, Mom, I don't respond to negative emails or texts. And the next day you can say, Mom, I'm thinking about you today. I hope you have a great day. Like still be in contact Mm -hmm. in a kind, respectful way, but you don't have to be pulled into those things. And I have even told a few people that you can block them off your phone because the texts or the phone calls and the messages were so negative and so relentless that I said just block them. But (laughs) once a week, send your own voicemail, text, email, and say, Dad, I love you, I care about you, I'm praying for you, I hope you have a great day. So that they know that you're still there, you haven't cut them out,
1: but you're just but not going go to respond to those very, very painful things. No, because if we go read all that stuff and oh. stew on it and try and think how to respond, it just gets us into our own muck. Yeah. Right? And mess and reps yeah. our own days and...
0: Yeah. And if your parent is really struggling, they can seek counseling. They can go to their friends and family. They can go to a church or some other source of support. You know, you don't have to save them from that. They can find ways to get help. Yeah.
1: So what if your parents live out of town Mm -hmm. and you want to go visit, but staying in their house is like a nightmare?
0: Yeah. So I tell people you don't have to stay in their home. You can stay in a hotel. You can camp nearby. You can stay for a day or two and then go on to do something else for the rest of your holiday. And you don't have to spend all your holidays going to visit your parents. Yeah. I mean, we love our parents often and we want to spend time with them and they want to get to know their grandchildren. But if they are very dishonorable on a consistent basis, that might not be realistic. It may not even be realistic to have your dishonorable parents at every special family Mm -hmm. gathering or celebration. So are you thinking Christmas, Mother's
1: Day, Father's yeah, Day, birthdays, birthdays? Yeah.
0: So, you know, I've told other families before that, you know, you may not be able to have your parents at this birthday or Mother's Day, but you can go there to their house for, you know, half an hour, an hour and celebrate with them privately. But if you have them over to your big gathering, it might just create all kinds of difficulty and muck. And that's not necessarily best for everybody who's there.
1: No, everybody in the room is then just drawn into this tension that they don't need to experience.
0: No, but you can go privately and just say, hey, we wanted to celebrate Mother's Day with you, so I've got this potted plant and Happy Mother's Day, and I'm honoring you because you're my mother in the role that God has placed you, not because I necessarily feel that love and friendship and connection, because sometimes we don't even like our parents. But that's not part of it. We have to honor them just because God has placed them in that
1: role. Yeah, and it's part of us showing the work of the Spirit in our lives. Yeah. Right? That we are actually living in obedience to His will and allowing His Spirit to change and shape us.
0: Yeah. And none of this is easy. No. None of this is easy. Many families tell me that they will, you know, go to a family dinner and then they will debrief all the way home and they'll debrief for the next three days as they kind of have to work through the difficulties that happened. Like, this is not easy. No.
1: We're not, yeah, we're not saying this is just a band-aid to stick Oh, on. no. And it might be a lifelong struggle while that person's alive, right? Yes, I know. It might be something you have to do over and over and over. Yeah figure out
0: yeah i used to hear from people that they would be relieved when their dishonorable parent would pass away yeah and then that person passed away and they realized oh it doesn't solve everything because we still have those feelings we need to work through with god we still have those memories like it's not solved it's somewhat solved but not fully we actually just need to take this to god on a consistent basis and talk to him about it and have godly counsel and advice from friends so what role does forgiveness have in all this?: Yeah, so that's another big thing we talk about. If you come and meet with me, we talk about forgiveness, because again, that's not an option.
1: Yes. God
0: says that we have to forgive others. Uh, Matthew 6:14 and 15, "For if you forgive others, their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. but if you do not forgive others, their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses." Ye- <laughs> but forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting. We no. are smart. we have great minds. We will not forget forgiveness is a process and I know in my own life there's been people that I've had to forgive and it's not a magic pill so I ask God to help me forgive because he's commanded it and so then I might forgive for an hour and then I feel angry again and it bubbles up to the surface and I say Lord you have to help me forgive again and it might work for three hours and it bubbles up again and I oh and then it might last for three days and I do this for some people in my life uh, I have been doing this my entire life. And
1: I still repeatedly have to forgive. It's not done because it hurts. And sometimes it's being in that presence of that person again that brings yeah. it up, right? You might think, I, I talked to a few adult people who had gone through obviously bad pasts that were at the Pandavita Orphanage oh, right yeah. in Mexico when I was down there. And all of the girls, like I said, that are down there have been either abused or orphaned, not orphaned, but neglected mm-hmm. uh, by their parents. And so I talked to one woman who said, I just thought I had dealt with it and I had so forgiven my dad and everything was good and then, and then I met him again and then everything came to the surface again yes. and had to work through it all again and now, and now every Christmas he wants to be part of their family and every, and she has to work through that all the time like oh yes okay I guess I have to you know yeah. figure that out still on a continual basis but for years she thought she was good I know. <laughs> because she just didn't have any contact with him and, and we then,
0: sometimes get these sneak attacks so yeah. what has happened with a number of people I know where when they were teenager's Their parents were very dishonorable. Mm -hmm. And so then they forgiven their parents, worked it through, and they had a reasonable relationship. But when their own children hit those teenage years, then the parent remembered everything that had happened. And the parent mourned what they had lost because of the dishonorable parent. So they went through the whole anger and working through through all again. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be mindful that these things will come up all through our life sometimes sneak attacks you might hear a song you might be at a park that you were at when you were a kid and something happened and these things just surprise us out of nowhere so we got to go back to god yeah. we have got to talk to him about it we've got to get other people to surround us with prayer or just talking with them we've got to forgive again this is a long process yeah
1: hmm. and if,
0: you, oh sorry i was just going to say if also if listening to this, if you realize that maybe you are a dishonorable parent in some ways, just even actions, dishonorable actions, please talk to God about it. Please start to make some changes in your own life. As Crystal and I are always evaluating our own lives, our yeah. own marriages, our own parenting, and yeah. always having to say sorry to our husbands, our kids, yeah. make adjustments if we feel like we're not giving the right attention or yeah.
1: things. Yeah,
0: because yeah, we are just as capable of being dishonorable parents. It doesn't yeah. take much.
1: Our jobs, could, our jobs could consume all our time, too, if we let yes. them, right? So yeah. it's one of those guards we have to set up to make sure that our kids and our family feel that they're important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why don't you pray okay. for all these people? Okay, I would love and to. Off. Yeah.
0: Lord, you know how many people I meet with every week who struggle with dishonorable parents. And yet, Lord, your word says that we need to honor our father and our mother, and that is so hard You've said it throughout Scripture, Old Testament and New Testament. So, Lord, since you've asked it of us, commanded it of us, would you please help us Mm -hmm. to figure out creative strategies to honour our father and our mother? Lord, would you help us put healthy boundaries in place? Would you help us pray regularly? Would you help us forgive? Would you help us to meet with wise, godly uh, people around us who can guide us in this area? Lord, would you help us to make changes where necessary? We always need to repent and confess it to you, Lord. Lord, we just need your wisdom, your advice. We need your help. This is such a tough topic. And so, Lord, also, if there are people listening that need to talk to someone, I pray that they would find that person, whether it's myself, Crystal, Vic, whoever it is, somebody else in their life. Uh, We just ask for your help, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Catch you next time. See you later.